Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, the godfather of all sports talk radio, MS Broadcasting CEO Jeff Smullyan, the man who turned Smullyan's folly and launched nearly a thousand ships into the sports talk radio seas. We've got Antonio Brown today, Joe Douglas botching the Rodgers trade, and maybe the greatest sports radio call of all time. Your 40-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Wednesday, April 12, 2023. Thank you for downloading. It is a wild card Wednesday where we eschew our normal contributors for a surprise alternate guest today, and that's Jeff Smolian, who I think you're going to find very entertaining and informative. Literally, he is the godfather of sports talk radio, and you'll hear more about that Coming up in just a second. But let's start for a second on the still stuck Aaron Rodgers to the Jets trade. 
it's remarkable, both with fans, Packer fans, thinking, well, if we don't get what we want, we'll just keep Rodgers. We'll pay him anyway and let him sit. Not even remotely understanding the impossibility of such an act and the folly of such an act, there is a sizable contingent of Packer fans who really believe that way. I took a call from one of those fans this morning on my show on 97.3 The Game, and he was laying it all out. Why can't we do this? Why can't he be the backup? Why can't we just pay him anyway? And I just walked him through it piece by piece saying, First of all, no team wants to spend $63 million they don't have to spend. No matter how rich the team is, that's a huge chunk of money even for them. Is it 63 or 58? Whatever. Let's just call it 60. We'll meet in the middle. That's number one. Number two, you would have to then navigate the awkwardness of, okay, So you want him to come in and be a backup to Jordan Love and you want him to be a good foot soldier and be a good mentor and sit there and hold a clipboard when Jordan Love inevitably fucks up and loses some games because that's what he's going to do in his first year of starting with Rodgers sitting on the sideline just going, hmm, yeah, wouldn't have done that. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You would have to then kick the can on a lot of Rodgers' cap hit of his $60 million salary this year into 2024 and 2025's salary caps, which they do not absolutely want to do. And then once the season's over, you literally have to cut him. And you would cut him because you really wouldn't know anything else. And then you get nothing. And then he can be a free agent somewhere else. Hell, if Rodgers just wanted to take a gap year and then be able to literally dictate the terms of where he goes, that might be a better option for him, but he is not giving back the sixty-three million or the sixty million dollars. Well, only sixty-three is in my mind. He's not giving back the fifty-eight and a half or whatever the number is to the Packers. He's not going to let them off the hook by retiring. Remember, all of the, these cycles go so quick. It's coming up on May first. June first will mark the almost halfway point of the year. July first, you're six months away basically, from Rodgers being a free agent. Six months. I mean, oh, but he'll be a year older. So what? He wouldn't have played this year. You think he would have forgotten quarterbacking? So no, keeping Rodgers is not an option. And it's stupid. It's not going to happen. That said, uh, there is increasing heat on Joe Douglas, GM of the Jets, as to whether or not he is botching this trade because of the Odell Beckham Jr. thing. Now, apparently... The Jets were in the market to go talk to Odell, and then they got that he got that offer from the Ravens, and he goes, oh, wrap it up. $15 million? Fuck yeah. And that would be a million dollars for every game he's played the last two years, essentially. So we'll see if that turns out to be a good purchase for the Ravens. I think it is because of their situation, but only because of how the Ravens are situated. For the Jets, it would have been, no, too much money for a guy that's unproven. But Craig Carton of The Fan opened his show by saying, got a great show today, unless you're a fan, unless you're a Jets fan, realizing it is all falling apart right before our eyes. The idea of getting Rodgers and OBJ and all that cockiness, gone. Now we have to wonder, is Aaron Rodgers gone too? Because if the Jets couldn't close on OBJ, who would have been their second or third best receiver, To the Ravens, a dysfunctional mess with a pissed-off quarterback who might not even play this year. How are you going to get Aaron Rodgers? 
I mean, that's a fair point from the ex-con and the, uh, the liar that is Craig Carton, but I think the Ravens situation is unique and different, and that's why they were able to get him, and they still may end up trading him. Who knows? So, yeah. Uh, by the way, his co-host, uh, Evan, disagreed, saying there's already six things you've said that I disagree with. But uh, anyway, that said, it's going to get interesting over this next week and a half. Again, my prediction is the deal will get done. Meanwhile, the Packers are on this tour of the state going to the far northern and western edges of the great state of Wisconsin to meet and greet with fans. It includes the team's president, Mark Murphy, as well as GM Bryden Gutekunst, as well as several players, both current and former. One of the current players is the great Aaron Jones, who I've gotten to know doing his uh, celebrity uh, or his charity gala every year. And even though Aaron Jones had to take a contract pay cut from $16 million that was owed on paper to $11 million this year, he, of course, because this is who he is, had a positive way of looking at it. And it's why many of us Love Aaron Jones so much as an athlete, he just. Gets I, I wanted to be here. Uh, this is this is home for me. Uh, you know those guys in the locker room, those are my brothers. The, the people upstairs, they believe in me. Um, they believed in me since I've gotten here. So uh, that's been huge for me. This is like I said, this is home of the best fans, and uh, it, it just made sense on, on deal wise. You know the the market uh, for the running backs was it was a huge gap between 16 million and Christian McCaffrey who was at 12. Uh, so I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say a pay cut because I never made 11 million in my career. So uh, this is still the most I've ever made, uh, and it still it still has me at the second highest paid for the back. So it matched up with the market, and you know I uh, didn't want to be greedy, and you know I'm a team player. I want to help the team and uh, help get as many guys in here as we can. So if that means free up a little money, I will. Beautiful thought right there. I've never made 11 million. So I don't consider it a pay cut, even though on paper it said I was due to make 16 and still the second highest in terms of the current number amongst running backs. That's a man who gets it. That's a man who realizes how lucky he is to be a Green Bay Packer. To college sports, Dick Vitale, not thrilled with the transfer portal. Yes, he's healthy. Thank God for that. Amen. He thanks everybody for their prayers, but... He does a quick pivot to what he sees as a real problem with the college game these days, both in basketball and unspoken in football as well. Going in situation when a doctor called and said you're cancer-free again. At six months, we have to go for those tests. Only cancer patients know that feeling. On another note, I want to share this. I don't mean banging away at this constantly, but the transfer portal is out of control. It is the wild, wild west. Over 1,100. That wasn't the intent of the rule. The intent of the rule was put in that they can transfer and they can move on for one time, transfer free, was for kids that were unhappy because they weren't playing. But that's not happening. We got players in the year of conferences, stars galore, all transferring. There's no stability. Nobody can tell me this is good for the game. There's so much lack of stability out there, it's incredible. Coaches out there are moaning and groaning to themselves and to people, but they don't do it publicly because they don't want it to hurt recruiting. Yeah. And you don't mention recruiting. The high school kid is pushed to the background, except for the super, super one. 
because everybody's just recruiting the transfer portal. Can an experienced player? Oh, man, it is driving me wacky. <laughs> he says it's not good for the game. I kind of agree. Although, will there be any actual damage because of the transfer portal? Will the machine, the economic machine that is Division One sports be affected by this? Television contracts, stadium attendance. Attendance at stadiums is already lagging, at, l- at least in football, not so much basketball, although I haven't looked at the basketball numbers lately. The football numbers are definitely sagging. Kids today, these kids, they don't see going to a football game as the highlight of their week. They just want to be on their phones and on their laptops and with their Wi-Fi and on their social media, shakes fists at clouds. The television end of it is most conference television deals are quite robust. One conference, the Pac-12, oh boy, they are struggling. I have been following with one eye the floundering and the flailing of the Pac-12 now minus USC and UCLA to find a suitable television deal for their games. And it is not pretty. I believe they even mentioned the dreaded CW as a possible home. Oh, we got to go live with the live tour on that channel. Then when it comes to football, Lane Kiffin ain't fronting no lies. He says he's taking a completely professional mindset towards coaching Division I college football now. And says when it comes to nil, quote, if you don't have a good collective, meaning a pool of money, meaning essentially a payroll, you're going to lose your own players. And then you're really in trouble. I don't care. You can pick an all-star coaching staff. If they don't have a collective, you're not going to win. So when they find a guy who wasn't a five-star recruit and he comes to your school and you lose him, you can forget about it. How are you ever going to sign really good players then? Because they're going to say, wait, your own guy that was there and had all the success, he's not even staying? Why am I going to go there? Why transfer? And then when I get there, all the good players are going to leave. He also talked about how it used to be they would say, these programs are like family. We're going to treat you like family here. We're a family. No, they're not, says Kiffin. If this was like family, then why do coaches bring kids in and then tell them, hey, you know what? Actually, we want to help you transfer. It'd be better for you to transfer because they got guys they got to bring in instead. You don't do that to your family. Oh, I know some people that would love to say, could you just transfer out of the family? I mean, no offense, but maybe you'd be happy with a, happier with a different family. Said Kiffin, so the whole family thing, I said, we have to teach some reality that there is a business side to this. A business side to it. Looks like it's all business on all sides at this point. Then there's this. We'll have Jay on tomorrow, big USC fan and big Cliff Kingsbury hater. Guess who has joined Lincoln Riley's staff at USC to work with a team's quarterbacks per sources? I will give you three guesses, and the first two don't ca- no! Yeah. You guessed it. Not possible. (laughs) Cliff with a K is the new quarterbacks coach at USC. Jay, welcome to your nightmare. The hot tub is warm and bubbly. Jump on in. 
and splash around. <laughs> I remember when after the season ended, he got fired by the Cardinals. He said, I'm taking a one-way ticket to Thailand. I guess he found his one-way return ticket from Thailand, and now Cliff Kingsbury is ready to get back to work. This is peak Antonio Brown, and I didn't even think there was another level to reach peak Antonio Brown, but here we are. Antonio Brown just put out a new song bragging about his jewelry purchase he made from a famed West Coast jeweler by the name of Shuki International. Here is the uh, Antonio Brown song about his ice and jewelry. It's called Shuki Diamonds. Famous diamonds. Is it me or, and I know I'm not a big rap aficionado, does this not sound a lot like a whole lot of money? This ain't no charity. Funny that line is in there because he is now being sued by Shuki Diamonds. For $1.1 million for, you guessed it, not paying for said diamonds that he was rapping about. Fingers, diamonds, emerald diamonds. <laughs> he just, it's a minute 36 seconds, so it's a really shitty short song that I'm sure he pretty much thought, hey, give me a million dollars in diamonds, I'll record this shit song about it that has you mentioned Shooky Diamonds, and that'll be a fair trade, right? You'll now, you know, the advertising, the publicity from this. Don't miss it. It's about to end right now. There it is. There it is. It's over. Notice how in the beginning, by the way, he uh, he, he makes sure to voice record uh, Shooky himself. Maybe in the house, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you made the mistake, Shooky, of getting in a bed with a guy who, well, is notorious for taking things and then saying, "What? What? Y- you want me to pay you? Pay you like money? Nah, man. How about we trade this out for something?" Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. 
Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. All right, I had a chance to connect with one Jeff Smullyan who you might say, well, who, who is that? Well, he's just the godfather of all sports radio. Smullyan bought a little-known AM station in New York City in 1994 as part of MS Broadcasting. He changed its, not 94, it was in 87, excuse me. He changed its call letters to WFAN, the fan, hired two guys named Mike Francesa and Chris Russo, and said, you know what? We're talking sports all day long. At the time, this was groundbreaking and crazy. Like, what would you talk about all day long? He would later go on to own the Seattle Mariners from 1989 to 1992. He brought together the first and only MLB father-son combo on the same team and Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. And he has continued to be a media entrepreneur ever since. Currently the founder and CEO of Ambus Broadcasting Corporation. He has a book out called Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. First of all, I got to say, thank you. Thank you for this format that you created, this industry that has given me everything, my house, my family, my kids' education. I mean, uh, I feel like I need a genuflect before the godfather. Well, I wouldn't genuflect. There are very few people who genuflect for me for these days, Steve, but I appreciate the kind (laughs) thoughts. No, no problem. So let's start with this simple question. Did you think it was going to work or did you know it was going to work? I hoped it was going to work. I didn't, I wasn't sure. Uh, I am the eternal optimist. When we put it on the air, it was, uh, nobody wanted to do it. I, it was sort of one of my, my, my projects, my baby. Uh, Amos is a very collaborative culture and it got voted down at a manager's meeting when my friend said, what do you want to do? And I said, you can't lead where people won't follow. Uh, so we're probably not going to do it. And the next day, some of my senior guys came in and said, look, we still think it's a stupid idea. 
um, but we owe you one. Let's go do it. Really? So we, we put it on the air. Um, it was not a wild success, to say the least. Uh, Jim Lampley called it the Vietnam War of Emmas. It was affectionately known as Smullyan's Folly for a long time. Um, and, you know, I'll never forget, after the first year, we bought the NBC stations. And in those days, you could only keep one AM and one FM. So we were going to put the fan on the better signal at 660. Um, and, and we had a chance to pick up Don Imus. And I remember meeting with Don's agent and... I said, let me see if I get this right. I got a radio station that's losing record amounts of money. We carry the New York Mets, who have more drug problems than anybody in the history of baseball. And we got Don Imus, who's been in and out of rehab for four years. What could possibly go wrong with this thing? <laughs> um, but it all came together. Don, as you know, stayed sober the rest of his life. Uh, and the station, we put, in, put on Mike and the Mad Dog, and everything just clicked. And all of a sudden, the station that nobody, you know, thought would work uh, became iconic and spawned, what, 700 imitators. So I'm very, very proud of it. But if you ask if I thought in the beginning that I was certain it was going to work, uh, I was hopeful. But after the first year, not optimistic. What year was this exactly? Um, 80, it went on the year in 87. 87, okay. And the right. next all sports, all the time radio station in the country was when? Well, I think probably '88. I think I think W. I think it was WIP. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but I know. And then and then the whole thing just took off. Um, right. I will tell you one of my favorite stories. Um, all sports radio really changed the relationship with everybody in sports because before that, you know, if you got a, a negative column in the newspaper, uh, you were an owner or a player or a manager. Um, you know, you, you read it, put it down, went on with the day. But with all sports radio, you could be, you know, on the hot seat for 24-7 every day. Um, and everybody, you know, the players could, you know, get in their car after a game and hear themselves getting torn apart. Uh, <laughs> callers would call in and vilify owners and managers. And one of my dearest friends, who shall remain nameless, but when I was in baseball a few years later, uh, and I owned the Seattle Mariners, and he was in Seattle, and he turned on the radio, and he heard um, the sports talk station just tearing into me for some, you know, stupid decision I made. Right. And he said, you know, I'm not a religious guy, but to think the guy who invented this format, who ruined all of our lives, uh, now owns a Major League Baseball team and is getting ripped apart by his invention, proves <laughs> to me there's a God. <laughs> it certainly was a karmic full circle uh, yes. to say the least. I remember, you know, WTEM in DC started yeah. in 92, I believe. And yeah. I remember my parents at the time, cause I just graduated from the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. And they, nice. had, thank you. And they had, uh, they had sent me the article from the Washington post. And the essence of the yeah. article was all sports all day. What on earth are they going to talk about? Well, As it turns was, out yeah. There's now yeah. an endless stream of things to talk about. Yeah, it was it was different in those days, and you know nobody knew, um, but that was it. You know, it was it, it became. We always said, "What are we could do in mornings." And originally, even though he was under contract with NBC, we thought about Imus because Imus had kind of a male audience. People mm -hmm. loved him. Talk about other sports, but we he wasn't available. We put Greg Gumbel on. He was a great talent, but. You know, there are more people on this, you know, phone call uh, between the two of us and listen to Greg his first year. 
Yeah. You know. Didn't uh, sports radio essentially bully the Sonics out of trading for Scottie Pippen on draft night? Well, that's a great question. I, there's there's a lot of speculation about things like that, and nobody knows. You never know. I mean, what what decision led to you know led to you know, right owners managers uh, making decisions? Yeah, you know, who knows? But, but there have been all sorts of stories about things like that. Yeah, well, some owners definitely listen to more of it than they should because yeah. it's it can be very persuasive. And like you said, it's the first time in the history of sports that suddenly players and owners and managers and coaches could listen to themselves getting second-guessed, if not savaged at times, on a yeah. constant basis. Whereas before, I would tell the young yeah. people I work with now in the industry, Jeff, I'm like, once upon a time, the only fan feedback you would ever see yeah. might be two or three letters to the editor in the right. small type in the back of the A section of the newspaper. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly it changed. It changed the nature of the relationship, and everybody's get. You know, it, you know. I always kid about sports. That uh, Karl Marx said that religion was the opiate of the masses, but sports is the opiate of the masses in the in the country today. Yeah. Everybody cares. Everybody's got an opinion. I go out to lunch with four or five people every day, and we, you know, who the who the Colts going to draft? Who are the Pacers going to trade? You know, this is just this is what people do. Why does it work? Do you think? At because its core. People, because people care and because you find people, personalities who can relate to listeners and, you know, find something that matters to people and it'll work. And this matters to people. Yeah. Sports matters way too much, probably in the big scheme of things, but it's a great diversion, a great recreation to throw yourself into go team go, because right. if they lose, you'll be disappointed, but there's not severe consequences of you're not going to lose your house or your job. And I think that's right, Steve. I think it is it is something that gives you an escape. And as the world gets more complicated, and we know the world gets more complicated every day, this is a place to escape, something to think about, something to divert, you know, and, and, uh, and it, it's fun for people. I think you know? by and large, and maybe you agree, maybe not, I consider most sports radio hosts have to be fans. They have to be fan advocates almost, in which you'll say what they are thinking, you will rail at what is wrong, and you will surely high-step it in front of the winning parade when things yeah. are good. You're not going to go far if you're just, well, i got to stay neutral. I've got to be professional here. you got to be a fan. Yeah, and I think that's people relate to fans and, and, and people relate to guys. Listen, you have to know what you're doing, and you have to know what you're talking about. But I think people do appreciate the opinions, and I think, you know, a sports fan has opinions, you know, yeah. and I might disagree with you on, you know, on, on, on different things, but the reality is you, you, we all have opinions. That's what makes it fun. Does podcasting hurt, help, or maybe just add to the sports radio mix? It, it adds to. It's another place for people to get their, you know, their fix of what they care about. What can't it do? podcasting that radio can still do well radio is more immediate um you know radio is the spur of the moment so if a trade comes in you know unless, unless the podcast is scheduled now and people download it right away right. sports is more immediate so i think that would be the most important thing yeah i've been lucky enough to do both national and local radio and i do love them both but when i'm asked which one's better i say well it yeah. depends on the day how do you feel about yeah. the national scene versus the local sports radio scene and how they differ well the national scene i mean again gives you a great overview uh, uh 
but I think for you know, most people want to know about their teams, their markets, you know, and I think that's, that's the biggest difference. But, you know, on the other hand, there are people, people love to listen to nationally because they, they value their opinions. Yeah. Yeah. You own the Mariners from 89 right. to 92, I believe. Right. And then you sold them. Why? Right. Well, we just couldn't afford it. It was a time when, when radio declined, uh, and so our radio business struggled, and we just weren't prepared. I, I got in trouble. I said, look, to own the Mariners in the pre-revenue sharing era, you really had to be a billionaire. I said, you know, you could own the Yankees or the Dodgers and have a paper route, and you'd be fine. But <laughs> but owning the Mariners, and we couldn't afford the losses, um, you know, and, and we got a, a you know $12 million collusion payment, and we never could get a cable TV deal, so it was just an expense we couldn't we, we couldn't you know maintain. Yeah, nowadays it seems like yeah it's it's better to own a baseball team now. However, you're still yeah. competing against the big boys. Why are NFL teams like you know so many highly fought after almost family heirlooms, and baseball yeah. teams seem to come on the market and go almost like expensive mansions? Well, I think football has made has the economics of football are so good that it is the ultimate money tree. You know, if you've got and and the reason is the game has just captured the imagination of the American people. Um, you know, it is it, when you look at the ratings. You know, what the top eighty programs are NFL games. Uh, you know, I mean, it it, it has risen vis a vis everything else in American life. You know, it, it just to an insane number, yeah. and. You know, when you see the NFL getting $425 million a team for television revenue on an annual basis uh, and all the other ancillary revenue streams, you, you can see, you know, show me, I used to say when I started my career, show me a guy who could lose money with a CBS TV station and I'll show you an economic wizard because he's invented a new theory of economics. <laughs> well, it's the same with an NFL team. Can't be done. Right. That's why the Reds probably going to sell now there's another reason which i talk about in my in my book which is that we've created so many billionaires in this country that they get in competitions to bid these things up to levels which just make no economic sense i mean the phoenix Suns sold for four billion dollars and supposedly the franchise maybe made 25 30 million dollars so it it's no relation to the economics of the business uh, the book is called Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups, Downs, and Reinvention of an Entrepreneur. Jeff Smolian joining us here. You mentioned the number of billionaires. Do you happen to know, yep. roughly speaking, how many more there are now than there were five, ten years ago? Well, I know that in, in, the, in the early 90s, because I did the whole analysis, I think there were something like 55 billionaires in the United States in 1990. And today we're well over 1,000. And wow. the... It, and so they really, it's become like fine art. So they bid up some of the prices of sports uh, to a level that's, you know, unsustainable on an economic basis. You know, most businesses, you have to have cash flow and service your debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's worth $15 billion. If they pay $5 billion for a team, they, you know, they're really divorced from the fundamentals of economics. I guess the price is going up based on scarcity. There's a limited it number. Is also- it is all scarcity. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. There's only, there's only 30, 32 major league baseball teams, or thirty-two NFL teams, and thirty baseball teams, and what thirty NBA teams, and uh, and the values have just risen geometrically. Yeah, we've got a real pivot going on right now, as you know, in the 
television and cable TV world when it comes to sports with the Bally's bankruptcy and everything else. Today, Sunday Ticket came out, or the NFL came out, or I guess YouTube came out and said, here's what the Sunday Ticket is going to cost now that we've wrested it away from DirecTV. And we're talking $400, maybe $500 a a year, uh, a season, I should say, for the whole package with no chance to just buy the Red Zone, no chance to just buy your own favorite team. That seems like a pretty high price, but I guess they've got to ask it because they paid a lot. Well, yeah, and if you look, the economics of all these things have been a hobby with me. When DirecTV had it, I think their gross was $600 million a year, and they were paying a billion five. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, you know, to figure out that if you're losing almost a billion dollars a year, this is not a great economic model. Um, and, and yet, you know, Google, which owns YouTube, paid $2 billion a year. So, to, you know, they're going to have to up the price unless they make it a loss leader. Now, Google can you know, withstand a loss leader much more than DirecTV could. Um, but, yeah, the economics, you know, are just, you know, and if you really look at the, at the regional sports model, that's the one that's most fascinating because with, with cord cutting, the over-subsidization of sports is declining. I, I used to give an example in speeches to explain the economics of sports, and I said you've got to – 85-year-old grandmother in Pasadena, she's paying $10 a month for ESPN and $6 a month for Dodgers and five for the Lakers. You know, she's paying $30 a month for sports and she doesn't know the Dodgers left Brooklyn. So (laughs) that, and that's what you had with sports where a hundred percent of the population was paying for what 30% cared about. Well, now that a hundred percent of the population is cutting the cord, uh, they're not, they're not paying for the cable bundle. And all of a sudden, you know, people like, you know, Sinclair, Bally, uh, you know, the math, the math doesn't work when half, when half the subscribers are gone away. It feels like watching your favorite teams at home is going to get a lot more expensive in the next five, ten years. Well, yeah, the challenge is, you know, if you, were, if you had Bally and you were paying, you know, $6 a month for the, you know, for the Nationals or the, you know, Cincinnati Reds, uh, as part of your cable package, and that breaks apart. What people are now saying is, if you want to stream the games, you got to pay twenty twenty five dollars a month. Yeah. Now, how many how many people do that? I don't know. That's the that's the sixty four dollar question. So far, the take rates on those things have not been great. Yeah. Well, I can imagine the uh, discussions between husbands and wives and boyfriends yeah. and girlfriends about Hulu is nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah. you know, Netflix is this, and what is this one channel with baseball and basketball that I don't care for? Twenty five. Come yeah. on now. That is exactly the challenge. It was the math worked when everybody paid uh, six dollars a month across the entire universe, and then sports fans got it, you know, relatively cheaply. If everybody's not paying and it breaks apart, then the, the you know the, to match it, you're gonna have to get twenty twenty five dollars a month. Yeah. Currently, guys like Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Colin Coward, Mike Wilbon, Tony Kornheiser, they all make well over a million dollars a year for really nothing more than their opinions. Is this always going to be the case? Or did they just hit a pocket in time when these salaries, I guess, made sense to somebody? In other words, cutting to the chase, if a kid wants to get into sports media saying, I want to be the next Mike Wilbon and make this much money, what would you tell him? 
Well, listen, I, I always tell kids, you know, when I speak to college kids, I say do what you, you love because you'll have more fun in your life. Of course, with college kids, the caveat is as long as what you love isn't a felony, you got to worry about that. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, I, I mean, listen, I, I think getting those jobs and hitting everything right is like winning the lottery. So Colin Coward might do it, Stephen A. Smith might do it, and obviously hundreds of people who don't make that kind of money. You know, that's true in anything. You know, you know, it, it just it just depends on, you know, finding the right audience and, you know, and getting lucky and being good. All right. Last question. Uh, in the movie The Graduate, the line, yeah. one word, plastics, was right. iconic. I want the Jeff Smullyan one word in media like plastics <laughs> for the next 20 years. Go. I'm afraid it's, I'm afraid it's AI. That's what scares me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, again, I think, listen, I think in sports and media, it's still it, find, finding things people care about. And if they care about there's an audience, and if there's an audience, there's probably a way to make it economically viable. Yeah. At some point, we'll probably have computers good enough to yeah. recreate a, te- a, a televised game between the 66 Packers and the 2017 Patriots, and it will look and feel yeah. and sound like a real game. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's so many things on the horizon, it's hard to know. Um, I, have, I have a daughter who's a freshman at Georgetown now, and I just said, I want to make sure you don't write, you're not writing any papers with AI. And she said, no, they, uh, most of our grades are based on what we do in class anyway, Dad, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but, I, don't, uh, I don't write them with AI, I just research them, Dad, don't worry. hey jeff thanks for your time and the book is a great read it is called never ride a roller coaster upside down the ups downs and reinvention of an entrepreneur you never did write i mean are you a fan of roller coasters literal roller coasters not really i you know i wrote the book at the behest of the the aforementioned daughter who's a college freshman and we would just talk about life every day on the way to school and i realized my life has been a roller coaster ride and some of the stuff has been so crazy it was upside down so that's that's the name of the uh, the reason for the genesis of the book. Very good. All right, Jeff. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, best of luck going forward. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Steve. I could have gone on with Smolian for a lot longer, but he, he's running around. He's doing this book tour. Uh, he's busy. The guy's 75 years old. He is not slowing down. He just loves to be a media and radio entrepreneur. So we appreciate him uh, taking time out to talk to us. And uh, I think you should get the book. It's an interesting read, to be sure. That said, speaking of Mike Francesa, he's had a lot of moments over the years. The Twitter account Funhouse, or at Back After This, which was Francesa's trademark simple outro to segments, Back After This. This might rank as one of the best radio calls of all time. And yes, it was a setup by the guy. The caller was not serious, but Francesa took him seriously enough that the way it played out was pretty damn funny, especially in light of the fact that last night, the Tampa Bay Rays ran their record to 10-0. 10-0 out of the gate with a 1-0 win over the Boston Red Sox. In a game that took two hours and six minutes. That's it. 2.06. Here was the call, though, about undefeated baseball teams and how it unfolded. Uh, I was just wondering with uh, 
Yankees and uh, just baseball in general, do you ever see a team going undefeated in the regular season that being as dominant as the Pats and the Dolphins where they run uh, the table? 162-0? and 0? Yeah, like a team being that dominant. Do you think that could be that could happen in baseball? You're not serious, are you? No, like we've seen... So wait a second, wait, 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 have you seen anybody come close to 162 and 0? Well, didn't the Yankees that one year come okay. 120? And okay, well, wait, 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 wait. The Yankees didn't win 120, they won 111 in the regular season. But still, they're only 50 games away. 50, not <laughs> a game, 50 games away. 50. Yeah, but they had 110 wins. They were right. they were good, but they weren't as dominant as the Patriots or other teams what? that have. Wait, wait. Uh, running the table. So you think a team that you're comparing winning 16 games to winning 162? Well, obviously football has less games. So they couldn't have but, won more games. They, they, but football has less games, really. Yeah, you, yeah. You, like, you think they have less games? <laughs> no, well, I know football. Right, they have 16, 16. Right, and the others have 106. So you think a team could go 162 and 0? If they were that dominant, yeah. You do. They had like Harvey. Right, so you think that's a prime. Right, because the best team of all. Now, the best team of all time, I don't know what team you consider the best team of all time. What, what team do you consider the best baseball team of all time? Um, maybe that Murderers Row Yankees team. Okay, now what do you think? Now that team played a hundred and fifty four game schedule. How many games do you think they won? Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh how many games do they lost though? How many do you think they lost? Yeah. Maybe probably forty. Right. So how would you get from forty to zero? <laughs> well, they would need to be a lot better, obviously. I I just don't think that we've seen a team that dominant enough to take control so, of the regular season like that. I think baseball just has a lot of parity, whereas football has... There you go. If that isn't an all-timer, I don't know what is. And I guess Francesa, maybe he thought the guy was serious. Maybe he was playing along. That might have been part of his art, if you will. You get an idiot, dumb-dumb caller on the air, or a guy who's trying to troll or just make a joke, go with it. Hundred, if if the team was really dominant, you know, if they had CC Sabathia, Matt Harvey, A Rod in his prime, yeah. No matter how loaded your team is, baseball is gonna be still quite random. So no, hundred and sixty-two and zero, not gonna happen. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, rate and review. If you got a second, I appreciate it. Meanwhile, don't forget Fridays. Mere five bucks a month, it's the ZabeCast for subscribers who want to support this podcast and get an extra day. And also to get the original formula show of me, Scott, and Sally, which is always a rip-roaring good time on Fridays, sans commercials. Mere five bucks a month, and uh, you buy a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11. Cancel any time if you want to go month by month. Thank you for listening and supporting. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Sunday day. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. 
If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag.